This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things Black business and related news, strategy, and events. You are listening to Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. I am your guest host, Brian Owens. Now, speaking of amazing business owners, today on Black Wall Street Today, we have a very special guest. This guest uh, has a company called Omnicruit Nurse Recruiting. Now, this is a professional international recruitment firm dedicated to placing highly qualified foreign and domestic registered nurses and other healthcare professionals into positions with select select United States hospitals, nursing homes, and other healthcare facilities. Now, the I want to get your title correct. President? Well, I'm a managing director now. I guess once we get our C-Corp up and running, I'll be president or CEO or one of those fancy titles. <laughs> so managing director, soon to be CEO, Timothy Armstrong leads this minority-owned multinational team of professionals working together to serve their clients by combining their expertise, multi-nation recruiting and staffing to facilitate for recruit placements in the United States. We are talking about Managing Director of Omnicruit Nursing Recruiting, Timothy Armstrong. Tim, welcome to Black Wall Street today. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I really appreciate uh, the the opportunity to share our story and our journey with, uh, with the community at large and give a shout out and plug to uh, Black Brand, who has been an absolute cheerleader in our corner, and we really appreciate everything. So thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Now, for those of us who don't know, um, what does Omnicruit Nurse Recruiting do? Is there a need to recruit nurses that we're unaware of? Can you talk to the people who are just completely unaware of the problem you solve? Yeah, I was always told not to answer a question with a question, but if you want to know if we need nurses, ask a nurse, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, so we, we have a huge problem in America, and it's, um, it's, it's been going on for quite some time um, for the last few decades. And our problem is that the largest segment of our population is the, are the baby boomers, mm. and they are retiring at record numbers. So uh, that that creates an issue because they're going to need geriatric care. Uh, additionally, you have nurses that are part of that population that are retiring and needing geriatric care. Yeah, This is exacerbated by high turnover in the field. A lot of nurses are exhausted, and you know we saw some of that during the pandemic. Oh, yes, we did. And our nursing schools are teaching that capacity. So we don't have an organic way to to uh, to backfill the nurses. So as of today, we have a, a few hundred thousand nursing sh- uh, shortage of nurses across the nation. But by the end of the decade, we anticipate a million nurse shortage in the United States. Wow. Now, can you explain to the listening audience what that means, what a nurse shortage means? Because I would imagine an empty hospital room where someone needs care and is not getting it. But I assume that they're fixing that problem. Somehow, what does the nurse shortage really mean to our community and to America at large? Well, it, it means a, a, a lack of care, 
Uh, it means longer waiting periods in the emergency room, mm. your doctor's office. We've all been through it. Uh, it also, and there's a cost associated. We're talking a multi-billion-dollar cost. And 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 there's some measurements. There's some studies that are trying to uh, uh, connect a loss of life. To, to, to the shortage of, of nurses. Wow. So for us, you know, especially in underserved communities, we're talking about a problem that we have already that's continuously being exacerbated. Mm. So, you know, the only solution is to grow inorganically. And that's why my team and I got together and said, hey, there's a great source of nurses overseas that are qualifying themselves with bachelor degrees, master degrees, and they're taking the U.S. nursing exam in their home country. We call that the NCLEX, right? So, so, so it's not that we're, we're bringing a bunch of unqualified, unfit persons here. We're, 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 we're finding great nurses who, who love what they do just as much as our American nurses love what they do to come in and help us mitigate the loss. Okay, so I see the problem mm-hmm. that there's a lack of nurses. Right. I see the results of the problem because we have less care, mm-hmm. longer waits, mm-hmm. and everybody knows what it's like to be in the emergency room and have an absurdly long wait. Uh, and then here comes your company solving that problem right. by sourcing nurses globally, vetting and making sure that they're the nurses that are right to be here in the U.S. So, first of all, how do you get over the language gap? I, I assume that it's important for a nurse to be able to communicate clearly with the patient. How do you guys address that issue? Right. Well, uh, what's very impressive is a lot of our nurses are not, not only uh, uh, bilingual, but multi and trilingual. Um, uh, we, we, we recruit primarily from the Philippines and India as we started on our journey. Mm-hmm. And we found that we had great nurses from West Africa, from Ghana and Eswatini. And um, we found that um, our nursing candidates are being taught in school, although English is their second language, they're being taught in school English. Uh, uh, They're practicing their craft in the hospitals in English. They're charting in English. And so uh, we, 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 uh, I would say a good 98, 99% of our candidates do not speak English as a first language, but they speak it as a primary language in the workplace, in the educational setting, and so forth. Awesome. So, once again, this is Black Wall Street Today. We are here with Timothy Armstrong of Omnicrute Nurse Recruiting. Now, with a nurse shortage this big, clearly there must be hundreds, maybe thousands of companies trying to fill this gap. Tell me, what makes Omnicrute different from all of the companies that are trying to fill the gap in nursing that we see in the country? I think um, uh, one of our unique selling points in our value proposition is that we are genuinely an international recruiting company, right? Mm. So when I look at the the landscape of competitors, uh, a lot of them do have overseas and foreign offices. Uh, But a lot of those offices are staffed with local nationals who have not necessarily worked in the United States and cannot uh, communicate the experience uh, to the nurse and vice versa. So our team in addition to our rigorous interviewing process, we're, 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 we're international. And to add on to that, we're all expats, mm. right? So the entire team has had, had to live abroad. The entire team has immigrated to other countries, including myself. Um, and, and we know, we, we have experienced 
what we're asking our nurses to do. So uh, right now, uh, one of our partners is sitting in Kuwait. We have another partner sitting in Bahrain, wow. and, and we, we're, we're, we're aggressively uh, searching for uh, an acquisition in the Philippines to give us a legal entity there. So our unique selling point is that we are truly and genuinely international, and we have a team that has lived and worked in the places that we recruit from, right? So w- when I sit down with with the hospital administrator, chief of nursing, um, uh, when we talk about recruiting in India. Well, I've done mass hiring in India myself personally, right? So I've gone in India. I've hired 300 people in one batch. Wow. You know, we, we've done mass hiring in the Philippines. Uh, one of our partners has done mass hiring in Africa as well. So we have the real world on-the-ground experience mm. that that separates us. And we have the personal relationships with our partners in those countries. So I, 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 that's very unique and very special for us because of our experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Because I would imagine that there are international recruiting firms that are not truly international. Everyone is here and they're recruiting right. internationally rather than having a team that is literally all over the world. Exactly, exactly. So, um <clears throat> Our Philippine, one of our um, uh, our, our direct uh, our um, operations manager for Asia mm-hmm. is currently sitting in in Kuwait, but will be relocating to the Philippines because she's a Philippine national, and so. You know, um, uh, this particular person has had a multinational experience living and working as well. So um, it, it's it's we're literally sitting all over the world, and you know, uh, scheduling meetings is a nightmare because we have to flip a coin. <laughs> who's going to stay up late, and who's going <laughs> who's going to get up at four a.m. and take a take a meeting uh, in the morning? Because we're, we're we're sitting in three different time zones here in the United States, and we have three different time zones overseas that we're working in. So when you're talking about your team, you're mentioning countries like Bahrain, Kuwait, the Philippines. Um, can you tell us about the diversity of your team? Uh, is that is your team from these places? What what's what's the team look like? Tell us what that makeup is. That, that's a great question. I was asked that question by one a senior executive at one of the local hospitals when I was pitching the company because we're people of color. Recruiting people of color. I mean, it, when you look at actually what we do, we're mm. people of color who re- recruit people of color. Mm. And so, our uh, there are four partners. Uh, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm American. I'm the major stakeholder uh, in the company. Uh, our minority stakeholders, uh, we have two Indian nationals and another uh, American national. Mm. Um, our, our senior recruiter is a Philippine national sitting in the Philippines. Makes sense. Our uh, ops manager for Asia is a Philippine national sitting in Kuwait. Um, and uh, we have one American national sitting in Hawaii and another American national sitting here. Wow, that's an incredibly diverse team. And I love how you brought up people of color recruiting other people of color. I would imagine that this space is predominantly um, led by people who are not of color. Is that a correct assumption to make? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, and we're, we, we don't target the Western countries because they're going through some of the similar problems uh, that we are mm-hmm. uh, in Germany and Sweden and in the U.K. and even in Canada. Uh, and hopefully, uh, if, if the Lord's willing, we, we'll be able to source nurses for Canada as we look forward into year three and four of our operation. But the space is mostly occupied by persons who would not fit the bill of a person. 
person of color. <laughs> now, uh, recruiting nurses internationally does not sound like a five-year-old boy's dream. So when did you realize, what, what experience did you have that led you to this expertise? When I was a boy, I wanted to be a fighter pilot, but <laughs> my fear of heights <laughs> and yeah, my the- nearsightedness took care of that. Uh, so um, I think... Um, you know, me and the partners, we, we, we've known each other since 2006. Mm-hmm. We all worked in Kuwait together. Yep. And, um, you know, I think it's the f- very good recruiters get frustrated with their non-recruiting bosses. <laughs> and so out of frustration, we said, well, we should just form our own company. And we looked and we explored and we explored various industries. And we found that nursing, uh, recruiting nurses to the United States would be a key industry to go into. Mm-hmm. But back then, we had a huge problem with with visas, with H-1Bs. Mm. And so forth and so on. So fast forward a, a decade and a half, uh, we've seen some changes uh, to the H-1B um, uh, uh, problem. Uh, COVID helped to eliminate a lot of long lines. That, yeah, that, sure. So those lines don't exist anymore. And we have creatively understood through con- consulting with the immigration attorneys, other visa options for various nationalities and countries, like mm. um, for our Indian candidates, there is a long line uh, for the H-1B. Yeah. Although our hospitals, who are teaching hospitals, don't necessarily have to abide by the H-1B quota. They get a special pass. But the H-1B will not work for our Indian nursing candidates. So we have a couple of other options that I'm going to keep in my pocket for now so that my competitors... <laughs> Won't understand our trade secret, (laughs) but it's all legal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and I appreciate that. Um, So we've spoken about the diversity of your team. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the expertise of your team. What kind of expertise are the members of your team bringing to this project? Yeah, when when you look at the uh, us three um, uh, founders. We have um, 78 years of recruiting experience between three of us. Wow. And that means we all have gray hair. And, <laughs> and we have 48 years of international experience. And so for me, I have lived in six different countries, and I have recruited from maybe a dozen different countries, including Southeast Asia and the Middle East and, of course, Western countries. So we bring pure recruiting experience. Now, we are new in the nursing space. You know, yeah. there, there's no secret about that. But we, we, at the end of the day, we're all recruiters. Right. Some, someone asked me um, uh, about who's the chief of operation or the chief executive officer. I says, if there's a chief here, I'm, I, I'm the chief recruiter <laughs> because we're all recruiters. And I think, first of all, that, that helps us, keeps us humble, because at the end of the day, that's what we are. We're yes. recruiters. And so we bring that very, very finite skill set to the table. We understand immigration we understand recruiting, we understand international recruiting, and we're learning and understanding recruiting for nurses here in America. 
Now, that's incredible. What type of companies should be reaching out to Omnicrew? Is this, are you looking for hospitals to reach out? Are you looking for insurance companies? You know, healthcare is a broad spectrum. There's home health, there's everything. So really, what's, what's your target here? Our, our target are the major hospital systems here in the greater Hampton Roads area, northern Virginia, and Houston. Um, uh, we we are we're looking for nurses with bedside experience, mm. right? So we are, we're actually turning away nurses that are working for nursing homes. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, insurance companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're turning away nurses who have been out of uh, out of practice for more than a year mm. uh, because we want current, recent bedside experience nurses to come into the space that we're operating in. And so um, we're working with a travel nurse company right now out of Florida. We're providing nurses for them. We're working with a local uh, physical therapy uh, a practice here in, in Hampton Roads. And we're working with an urgent care uh, uh, um, uh, company in the Philippines wow. supplying nurses there. And that, that wasn't a part of our rebid, <laughs> wasn't a part of the business plan, but they approached us and we said, hey, sure, why not, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, clearly the problem you solve is something that is dire for the community. Yes. Um, we cannot continue going down a route of uh, this gap in in the nurses that we have mm-hmm. here. So do you find that everybody recognizes the problem and you are having backing from the community, from the government, making things easier to move nurses around? Or has it still not caught up and you're not necessarily receiving the support in this area? We, we are adrift. <laughs> it's, it's difficult for us to break into the market because we're new. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and we, we – and, uh, disclaimer, I've been away uh, from Hampton Roads for 18 years. Gotcha. I, I moved – like I said, I, I lived International, over, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I'm coming back home for the first time. And so I've been very um, busy getting plugged back in uh, into the community. But we're, we're new into this space um, and I'm finding that a lot of our target customers have have heard a lot of promises that have not been met by mm. people in my profession. Yes. Okay? Um, I give you an example. I was at one of the major hospital systems talking to a head nurse. And he said that they have a nurse uh, in the Philippines that they, it's taken them 18 months to, to get out of the Philippines. No. <laughs> it, it doesn't take that long. Okay. Um, it, it, it should have taken 18 weeks at the max, not not, wow. not 18 months. You know, um, uh, giving the, the 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 hospital status as a teaching hospital, giving the the waiting time in the Philippines uh, and the the advantages that the teaching hospitals have for the H1B, they get to add part one and part two of the process together. Um, it, you could literally probably have a, a Philippine nurse with all the credentials and approvals line put together. Mm-hmm. You could probably have them in 30 days. Wow. And that, that's, that, that is literally because COVID helped to eliminate that long queue of people waiting for their interviews over at the embassy. And you have a teaching hospital who doesn't have to meet that quota of the H-1B. So, you know, um, and, and, you know, my response to this this caregiver was, hey, you know, why don't you invite us in? We'll have a talk with you, see what's going on with your nurse. And if we can't help you with that one, we got, you know, uh, about 30 of them that we can't help you with. And so getting over the hurdle of doubt, getting over the hurdle of being new, 
that's one of our biggest challenges. We're, we're asking for a seat at the table. You know, we want to be heard and we want to be present. Uh, and so that is that is our challenge right now. Absolutely. Now, in our listenership, uh, there are both small business owners and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and aspiring entrepreneurs. Now, in the black community, a vast majority of our businesses are what we call solopreneurs yes. or just single person firms. Now, you're coming in with an entire team that is international, that is diverse, that are experts. Can you talk about what it is to put together a team? what you're looking for in teammates, and also importantly, what you have to bring to a team? Wow, that, that's a great question. Um, for, for me, it was, you know, our common desire mm. to work for ourselves. Yes. And it was a common desire um, to do it together and our love for what we do. You know, the best thing, I often tell people I have the best job in the world as a recruiter because I get to meet so many different people, learn so many different things and go to so many wonderful places. That's what recruiting does. And so when you put together a team, you're looking for like minded individuals that you can get along with. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's a piece. (laughs) (laughs) And you're looking for some people that you can absolutely trust because we've all, you know, put our fortunes on the line here. We've invested a lot of money in, into the organization thus far. We're two years in. And we, we so so we're, we're like-minded. We can get along. We trust each other. And when I am building a team, I'm looking for people that are smarter than me. Mm. Right? Mm. I, I have got to have a team of people that are smarter than me. Um, and I give you one example. So our operations manager for Asia, um, I was actually in Kuwait um, um, working my day job till my dream job paid. <laughs> <laughs> and I interviewed this, uh, this person um, for, for a position, and the company that I worked for at the time did not hire her. And I told her, I says, you're, you're a great candidate. I want to talk to you a year from now. Can I call you back in a year? And I literally called the person back and says, hey, you remember me? We talked a year ago about this position. I got a different position for, for you. Because I recognized at that time this is a sharp individual that I would love to have on my team working with me. Wow. That type of uh, foresight is very impressive. Very rarely do we hear stories about someone saying they're going to follow up a year later and then actually following up a a year later. That is incredible. That's something that I teach my recruiters. If you have a great candidate that is not a fit for your organization at that time, put them in your diary for a year from now. Or if you made an offer and they turned you down Mm -hmm. or if you you just couldn't make it work. Put, get their permission to reach back out to them six months, a year later, put it in your diary, put it on your calendar, and actually reach out to them because great talent is great talent. It is always nice to go back. It makes your searches a lot easier. Wow, that's incredible vision and leadership from you. Now, there are definitely people listening right now, hearing about Omnicrew. Some of them may work in hospitals and think, hey, we could really use some qualified nurses. Some of them may be in business or investors and are wondering, 
how can I get in on this Omnicrude thing? For all of these groups of people who are interested, how can they reach out to you or to Omnicrude to ask questions and be more involved? Sure, absolutely. Um, you can, uh, first of all, visit the website. It's a really cool website, uh, Omnicrude.us. Omnicrude.us. Right. Uh, and you can reach out directly to me via email, uh, Tim at Omnicrute.us. Very simple, very easy, right? Absolutely. Omnicrute.us. Um, and, and I trust me, I respond to all of my emails. I don't ignore They stack up pretty quickly, <laughs> but I don't ignore them. And you, you're more than welcome to, to reach out to us. And I don't know if I'm allowed to give my phone number. Please. Okay. Yes. So you can also reach out to me uh, via phone. Now, I'm, I'm always busy, so I may not always answer the first time, but but if you just SMS or, or, or call back, that'll be fine. Uh, you know, you can reach me at 757 685 Be happy to take your call. Yeah, that is awesome. And for those of you out there listening, when you are going to the website or emailing uh, Tim, Omnicrew is O-M-N-I-C-R-U-I-T. Omni like every and crude like recruit. Omnicrude. Is that's where we get the name that, that's from? That's exactly where because we get it's the name. a global recruiting company. Exactly. So Omnicrude. Exactly. That is sharp. Tim, I do want to thank you for taking your time here with on Black Wall Street today. Uh, something that I like to leave on because we have aspiring entrepreneurs listening all the time, and you being who you are play a leadership role in areas sometimes where you don't even realize that you are being a leader and there are always eyes watching. So for the aspiring entrepreneur, uh, what advice would you give them about starting their own venture and really going through the the drudgery and the obstacles that is this journey? Cast a dream, realize a dream, uh, work the dream, Mm. but most of all, write it down and start with a business plan. You know, uh, starting with a business plan, and your business plan can be a one sheet of paper and bullet points, right? Yeah. Because it, it, and, and it, it helps you to focus your ideas, and the more you write, the more you write. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, my business plan is entirely too long. <laughs> I keep writing. Well, and I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up for all the aspiring entrepreneurs listening and even the active entrepreneurs listening that the business plan is really a living, breathing document yes. that will continue to evolve as you gain more information as an entrepreneur, as you develop more partners, as you access capital. This thing is always going to change. So I do like you encouraging the habit to be always writing in that business plan because, yes, the more you write, the more you write. <laughs> and, that and, is an absolute and, truth. And, you know, the, you have a lot of people that it, I, I would encourage you to get mentors, right? Get mm. mentors to take a look at it and get someone to gut check it, especially someone that you love and trust. I've asked my mother to read it. You know, my, my mother's a really, really smart lady. Just read that because... the Everyone, you, you don't have to be a venture capitalist or investor to be able to read the business plan to make sense. You know, I need to be able to give that to anybody and they read it and it makes sense. 
right? Because it's your your business plan is not very scientific. It's just your roadmap. And get those mentors to, to read it. Get the people that you love to read it and then, and ask questions. And the more they ask questions, the more it's going to trigger your thought process. And then there you go. You're going to go back and write. And, and they're going to ask questions. The people around you, they're going to ask questions that your venture capitalists are going to ask. And it's best to get that practice and have those uh, answers ready. Absolutely. Tim Armstrong dropping gems today. I'm in full agreement to everything that he just said. If you have a passion, if you have an idea, if you have a dream, write that down. And you might not have a venture capitalist friend. You might not have a business expert, but I'm sure you have some smart people in your life. So start off with those smart people in your life and get a good gut check of that business plan because as Tim pointed out, they are going to ask you the questions that will inspire you to develop that business plan and continue chasing your dream. Once again, that's Tim Armstrong from Omnicruit Nurse Recruiting. You can email him at tim at omnicruit.us or you can give him a call at 757-685-6077. Thank you so much, Tim, for joining us on Black Wall Street today. We will be back next Sunday morning with another brilliant entrepreneur telling you about their journey and giving you tips about how to chase your own dreams. We'll see you next week. Phenomenal. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. Uh, black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.